Hello there, lovely patrons, and welcome to another episode of the Agile Podcast, episode 129 of the Agile Podcast. I'm here with my friend Jeff Watts. Oh. We've just finished a, dr- a pint, so it's time for another one. And we're here to introduce the, uh, the next episode of the podcast. In this one, we talk about too many meetings. Are we all in too many meetings? What is a meeting? Do we need to, do we really need to be in the meeting? Should we be somewhere else? Is it dominating our, our day? And we talked about you know, trying to perhaps some strategies about how you might um, do less meetings or, or look at your meetings in a slightly different way. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. We hope you're enjoying these episodes. We encourage you to tell a friend about the podcast and maybe they'll come along and join us in the next episode. We'll, and don't forget, we'll be debriefing this episode in our Discord channel for the legends amongst you. And that will be on Friday the 22nd of April at 3 o'clock British summer time, which is GMT plus one. We'll hopefully see some of you there. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Play the jingle. Brought you here because of the cider. Brought, brought, me, to, get brought, me, brought me to where, Jeff? Where are we first? So we are in the Gloucester Old Spot, on the outskirts of Cheltenham, between <coughs> sort of Gloucester, um, Tewkesbury yeah. sort of way. And we're, it's a it's an old traditional English pub, classic, mm. wooden beam roof on the main road, thoroughfare. And this is one of the very few places that you can get this cider. It's called Robinson's Flagon Cider from Tenbury. So I assume Tenbury's local, is it? I don't know, to be honest. Okay. Flagon Cider. But yeah, it's... Um, Closer to the apple, so... How would you describe it? It's very sweet. It's kind of a almost a... <laughs> a small, sweet, red apple made. And just the colour, it's almost orange in colour. Mm-hmm. Very, Slight fizz. Yeah, it's nice. Actually. I could drink that. Like it's like a very sweet squash. Well, it's that's nice. yeah, and that's what I would part of my description would be. It's sweet, mm. but not so sweet that you couldn't drink a lot of it's it. It's not sickening, no, but it's got a nice, refreshing, sweet taste to it. Mm. It's slightly cloudy, so it's a bit different to more uh, commercial ciders. It's nice, actually. It does actually remind me a little bit of. Um, Robinson's barley fruit squash. Yeah, yeah. Which is orange. Yeah. Not apple. But not apple, yeah. But sort of bitter. It's not very often that you and I would drink the same pint. There's not very often you drink a pint of cider either. No, but you don't get this very often, so it's a special treat. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> Thank you very much. It's lovely that is. It's alright. It's almost like a yeah, like a almost apples that have gone gone a, a bit over mm. to that kind of sweetened Sweet over, o- overripe stage. Yeah, it's nice, that is. Very tasty. There you go, if you're having a trip through the Cotswolds, have a stop here. The old spot, and the old spot, of course, is a, a pig. Yes, very famous. Gloucester Old Spot Pig. Our local sausage. Yes. It's one of those you know, brand names, Yes. like champagne or camembert cheese or something like that. 
Burgundy wine. It's it's named after where it's where it's from. Type of pig. Very fat. Very pig, fat. Pink and with black, black and white spots. Black and white pig. Yeah. yeah. Ugly pig. Fat ugly pig. Makes a very good sausage. Mm. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Another episode. 129. Yeah. Going strong. Not out. And and that's not really a true reflection because some of our episodes don't have numbers. It is true. There's some bonus bonus footage, isn't there? Yeah. So 129, and we need to say welcome to three more patrons. Three? Three more. Three, yeah. you say, Jeff? Three. Tell, tell me more. So we have a new supporter, Imogen, okay. Imogen Jones. Imogen? We trained Imogen recently. We did, yeah. Um, very, very good. She got through, one of the very few people that got through the coursework element first time. Mm. That doesn't happen very often. Smart cookie, wasn't she? So yeah, she, she yeah. knows her onions yep. as a scrum master. So welcome, Imogen. Cheers Hi, Imogen. to you. Cheers. Thank you uh, for the we've drink. got a new regular, mm-hmm. Christopher Rhodes. Okay. Not quite sure where Christopher's from. I have a feeling. Feeling is, is UK, but it, mm, we, not hundred percent sure. Is he a Christopher or a Chris? Well, friends? it was Christopher in the sign up. Okay. Um, maybe maybe we need to know that. Well, yeah. Here's to let us know Christopher or Chris. Cheers to you, Chris. Christopher. Cheers, Christopher. And a new legend. A new legend. A new news, legend. not really. We can't be. Can you be a new legend? <laughs> well, he's been. He's been um, a, a pubcast subscriber before. He has, yeah. Um, but he's now a legend, Robin Hackshall. Hi, Robin. From up near York, Leeds, sort of area, yes. Yorkshire. He's been a, a follower for us of yes. the podcast for a long, long time. We trained Robin as well. We did. Yeah. Cheers, Robin. Cheers, Robin. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for all of your support. Yeah. And welcome to the club. So. I had an idea for the topic today. Go on then. But I'll have to run it by you. Yeah. Because um, just, so today's Monday, for those of you that don't know, at the end of last week, there was a big theme in my work. Right. Um, and whenever there's a theme, it's something I think worth worth pointing out, whether it's the zeitgeist or not, whether it's just a, a yeah, just me, but a lot of people that I was working with and a lot of conversations that I seemed to be part of were around too many meetings. Right, okay. Have you had, have you noticed anyone like complaining about too many? I know I, people not, have always complained about meetings, haven't they, since the year Not dot, complaining but. about meetings, but I, it's something that I feel just, funny you said it, in the last week or so, I've noticed myself seeming to be arranging a lot of meetings. Okay. For work and for non-work things. So you're to, doing the arranging? Yeah, it has okay. to be appointment-based. Everything needs to be appointment-based meetings. So in my personal life, as well as in my work life, okay. I feel as if I need to tie people down to, to times. And, and are those meetings necessary, do you think? Because I think this is the main complaint of a lot of people. Oh, right, okay. There's um, a lot of memes. This could have been an email. Yeah. Well, I think in my case, most of them are necessary. So maybe it's a different thing. It's just that I seem to be always in meetings. Um, but yeah, I think... And what do you feel about meetings? Um, I feel like there's a little bit of extra pressure on, my, on me to organise myself. Um, I don't dread them, but I don't like the sense of anticipation. Um, that if it was just something I was, I was someone I was, I'd met incidentally mm. in a building in a corridor in a conference in a training event 
where the, the conversation is a lot more informal. But yeah, when it's in your diary, I don't, I don't like looking at my diary and seeing meeting gap, meeting gap, and that kind of, th- of thinking, that looks like a busy day. Yeah. And that, that puts me on edge, a busy day. I like an empty diary. Yeah, so you can improvise. Yes. You like improvising. Exactly, I do. Most, most people tend to... Meetings have a bad name. Yeah. <clears throat> actually, for me, I, I actually quite like meetings, on the whole. Yeah. Because there are other people there. Yeah. Um, I hate a bad meeting. So if there is a meeting that's, that's dull, I feel trapped. My energy really plummets. I start get, developing all sorts of negative feelings for the other people in there who are holding me hostage in my head in this yeah. meeting. Yeah. But a good meeting, I think, is, is a good thing. So what, but what defines a meeting for you, then? What, well, make, what makes a meeting a meeting? Something that more than one person needs to attend and contribute to. So you'd say three people are a meeting? Two people could be a meeting. Two, me- two people a meeting. Yeah. Um, but I think most people are, are talking, when they're complaining about meetings, it's more than one person. Uh, more than two people. Um, so, so, a couple of people that I was coaching last week were complaining about that one of their days they had 16 meetings in wow. one day, wow. review meetings. Really? Yeah. Not sprint review meetings, like customer review meetings, uh, stakeholder review meetings. 16 right. in one day. Wowzers. Um, and she said, I just don't have time to do what I need to do. I've got to go to these things. And, and me being me, was, do you? Do you right. actually have to go? Um, how many of those meetings are actually essential? How many of them are productive? How many of them were, if you cancelled them, people would say, oh, you can't cancel them. And how many of them would people say, oh, thank Christ for that. Mm. Um, and so there is an, I think yeah, we, we actually followed that hypothetical path of could you actually purge all your meetings yeah and I think probably a couple of years ago we, we talked about on the, pub, on the podcast about the hypothetical scenario of purging your backlog just completely yeah. deleting everything yeah. and starting again yeah I think the same with meetings you know, could you actually purge them and go back to scratch and say well okay I'm gonna have a completely clear calendar I'm only gonna let in something yeah. that meet these criteria so there's I think there's an element of well, be ruthless about them um, and you know, only go to the ones that you add value to yeah. and that you, you, you get value from yeah. so make them more and if, effective and if they, if they did if you were needed to be there and you didn't turn up so assuming you just blank your diary I don't know when any meetings are you just don't and then one day happens and you don't turn up to a meeting if it's important you were there you'd probably get some kind of email stroke phone call saying why weren't you there mm-hmm. And then, but then, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many of those phone calls you do get from meetings that you didn't need to attend. Yeah. It was a thing in BT, if you remember when we were there, and it was a probably a, probably still is a Microsoft um, Outlook thing, but you could have required and optional mm-hmm. attendees. And if you were optional, for me, that was a basically an excuse to say, I don't have to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder how many people still do go to meetings where they're a, an optional attendee. Well... Yeah, and so there's two places I want to go. I'll pick one, and, and that is that I think if you looked at the meetings, so when we looked at the meetings 
when I was with the person I was coaching, yeah. there were a lot of meetings that people wanted them to attend mm. and they didn't really want to go to. Mm. There were a lot of meetings where they were going because they wanted to know something yeah. or check on something. Yeah. They wanted an update. Um, and there were different ways that those needs could be met that weren't meetings. Yeah. Training, delegation, yeah. what have you. Yeah. Status updates, things yeah. like that. Um, and there were meetings where you were genuinely there was a problem to solve that mm. needed those people together. Right. And so years ago, people used to say to me, I don't like Scrum because of all the extra meetings. Mm. And to me, those things like sprint planning and data, they're not meetings. They don't, they're, they've never felt like meetings to me. No. They felt they like collaborative events. They're workshops. Or, yeah, they're, they're, um, I think I started calling them the sessions. Some people call them events. Yeah. The Scrum events or the Scrum sessions. So I think having a clear purpose, you know, for, for this meeting, whatever meeting it is, there's got to be a clear purpose. I want to know what value is expected from me and what I can expect to get from it. Yeah. And I think everybody needs to know this is what is expected of you from turning up and this is what you can expect to get from it. And if you clarify that, the purpose, the contribution, the expectations, the value, mm. and then have a tight agenda yeah. that's facilitated, then I think a lot of meetings that, that have a bad name wouldn't have a bad name anymore. Mm. There's a, I, I might have said, told this story before, and I can't give credit to the person who told me this story. I, I've heard it secondhand. Um, but have you heard about the, the Amazon meeting room process? Again, this might be an urban myth. But in Amazon, apparently, assuming they're HQ um, or in Amazon buildings, if you want a meeting room, meeting room, you have to um, write a lean canvas for it. Okay. So similar to what you're saying, if you can't describe the purpose, the benefits, the, the customers, the target group, the reason for the meeting, the the agenda, then if you can't be bothered to do yeah. it, you didn't need a, you didn't need a meeting for That's it. That's fair. I mean, it sounds logical, it sounds yeah. reasonable. And if you want to take 15 minutes of a lean canvas to, to, to warrant that meeting, then it's probably worthwhile. I think, and I'm not the only person who thinks this, this has become more of a problem since COVID. the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so the Harvard Business Review did a, released a survey or results or the <coughs> findings from a yeah. you know, some study that said that since the pandemic started, the average person has had 13.5% more meetings than they had before. Right. Granted, the length of those meetings had gone down, Yeah. so they were shorter, but they were they have, they're having more of them, and they were often quite back-to-back, -back because yep. they can Turning be. The gap. Yep. Yep. You don't have to go from meeting room to meeting room. Um, which is a problem in itself, but that's another that's another story, and uh, I think there's got to be it's got to be taken with a pinch of salt this data. But the vast majority, talking like 70, 90 percent of people, thought that those meetings were getting in the way of what they would call productive work. So part of me is thinking, well, yeah, probably a lot of those meetings are unnecessary, but also a lot of those meetings are badly organised, badly yeah. run. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so they they they, they studied, I think. 50, 60, 70, 80, something like that. Not, not 100, but a fair number of companies that consciously reduced the number of meetings. And so they wanted to see the impact of reducing the number of meetings. 
and they measured all sorts of things. Um, and they found that the, the companies that reduced their meetings by 40%, mm. the productivity, and I don't know how they measured it, went up by 71%. Okay. And if they reduced meetings by 60%, then cooperation improved by 55% and stress reduced by 70%. Mm. And there were even, if you reduced it by 80%, what happened? Mm. And I got a little bit sceptical about it at that point because the main point, the main finding there was by reducing meetings by 80%, so out of every five meetings, cancelling four of them, mm. the feeling of micromanagement and autonomy, the feeling of micromanagement reduced, the feeling of autonomy increased. Yeah. And it would. Yeah. But are there any other factors that, you know, contraindicators there? Yeah. Did, they, did those people go off on tangents? Did they make yeah. more mistakes? Were there more misunderstandings? I don't know. But generally I, th I found I found that interesting and actually, I think my biggest point which didn't really come up much in in that survey or that study was a lot of meetings are just badly you, I can just you can remember those sprint planning meetings where one person was yes. you know driving yeah. in inverted commas the spreadsheet yeah the and we don't have to watch a spreadsheet yeah and that's just horrendous yeah. I can imagine why people would dread that and feel that's getting in the way of productive work. But like, like you said about purpose, the best planning meetings that I... Again, I'm using the word planning meeting. One of the, I, It's a memorable planning meeting I did in Nokia, which was actually turned out to be a planning meeting for two teams combining over one feature. Yeah. Um, was one where the, the product owner came, walked into the meeting and said, OK... There was, before the, the idea of an agenda had been shared was, okay, this is, the, this is the point of this. This is the purpose. This is the, we need to prove that we can do these things. We okay. can actually create something that does this. We need to, we need to prove a point. And gave, gave the team kind of a bit of a, a problem statement. Or disprove, presumably. Yeah, or can, can, we do, can we prove that, or disprove that we can do this in two weeks? Okay, good, that's good. And then everyone, notably, everyone stood up. I remember it because I was in the room and knocking it. So you have two teams, about, let's say, 12 people, 13, 14 people. Everyone stood up and um, all the backlog items were on a desk. And so all on individual bits of paper. And so this is the problem, wrote it on the board. What parts of this backlog solved that problem? And it wasn't really anything I'd planned. It wasn't really an agenda that I told people about. But it was just an enthusiastic, like a, you know, a, a compelling problem. Mm. That was what made it, made it less of a meeting, more of a, um, a workshop. I was going to say, like a, a challenge. Yeah. I was going to use the word a catalyst. Okay. Something like, an in, something to invigorate people. Mm. Bringing people together, give them a problem. Okay, now you've, got, you've talked about the problem for a short time, go and do it. Mm. Um, yeah, and less, like you said, I think the audience plays a big part in that. I think the, I think the formality of it plays, makes some meetings seem very time-consuming. And we start to know when things are dragging. Mm. Like we had, um, I was, before we came out today, I was in that, a 10 o'clock meeting. And I knew that it wasn't going to take 30 minutes if it was done, well done. Mm -hmm. So I, I see it as a as a as a win if I've done it within eighteen twenty minutes. Well, there's a good point. <clears throat> Timings. You know, Parkinson's law. Mm. If you set an hour, exactly, you'll set an hour. 
any of the business Usually more than any, that. The, any of the business and, yeah you know, have really short sharp focused so I, I will try and not have hour-long meetings because if nothing else it stops them being back-to-back -back. Yeah, yeah yeah so my um, my calendar has a 15-minute buffer between yes, meetings. yes so someone can't book something within 15 minutes of the last one yeah, finishing. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's important when you have them you know, when you have the most energy so meeting fatigue decision fatigue all those different you know, when's your most energetic time your most creative time the easiest time to understand different perspectives yeah to collaborate you know um, but on that point so it brings me back to a point I, I'd said to you about this on the car in the car on the way here so last night I went to the pub mm -hmm. it's a pub related story everyone and I was in my local pub on a Sunday night and arranged a meeting for 8 o'clock and with the intention of I imagine us being in this pub for this meeting yeah. it was a rugby related meeting with the intention I think we're going to roughly four, a four point meeting a four point so that's like for me, that's for me. That's about maybe three hours. Lit my by eleven o'clock, going home. Probably the worst for wear. We're amongst friends, though. we can talk about this, right? So, mm. um, but then, as soon, like I said to you, at quarter to nine, everyone, quarter to nine, the uh, the bar, one of the bar uh, team walks around and says, "Sorry, um, sorry, gentlemen, we're going to have to take last orders now because we're closing. We're, we're closing the bar at nine. And all, shock and shock and horror amongst us." How dare you close? Mm. But that all of a sudden, then it gave so less time than we thought. Gave a focus to actually. Okay, we've got to talk about this now. We've got to do this. We didn't do it in a in a, a for me. The decisions we had to make in that meeting weren't done to a lower quality, but there was just less faff, mm. less um, unnecessary, violent agreement. We would have talked at length about how much we wanted that decision, yeah. rather than talking about a decision that we didn't agree on. Yeah. So, a lack of time does in a meeting does focus the mind, hmm. and it kind of gets you. So sometimes that can get you past Parkinson's law because you won't waste time if you deliberately set a shorter time box than you think you need, and it pushes people to make a decision. Mm -hmm. How did you ensure that the quality of the decisions weren't reduced? Um, I think. I, we just got all the information out at the beginning rather than waiting for the information to appear later. Um, so we, I had, as a good agile coach, I had some posters in my pocket in a pub, a bit sad, I suppose, but I laid out all the data on the table so everyone could see it at the beginning of the meeting. It's basically to um, agree on the winners of our players of the season. That's what it was all about. So we were writing names uh, on, on paper and trying to get all the information out there and seeing where now where do we disagree where we clearly agree that this name has four votes therefore yeah. that name should be at the top etc whereas before we'd have liked to have talked at length about each player it focused us on on, um, on what decisions we had to make quickly mm. what could we make quickly and that I, gives people a sense of progress if we've made a decision absolutely absolutely yeah, again the way that those meetings are structured to get things off on a good start yeah. to keep the momentum going to keep the flow of energy that, that plays a critical part mm. as well so it's not just an agenda but actually making sure that the agenda is structured to, towards success yeah. um, and this I think comes back again to me which is another, another thing that we, I think we both agree on but maybe I'm a bit more of a dick about it than you <laughs> <coughs> but you know, 
Scrum Masters being a really valuable role in their own right. They have a lot of these skills that are often overlooked. Mm. Um, making sure that ceremonies, meetings, events, workshops, whatever you want to call them, collaboration events, mm. um, are well structured, organised, that the teams can get the value out of them. That it's something that teams actually look forward to rather than dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that requires energy. Look, you are, I think, as a Scrum Master, is a good metaphor for it is you are a catalyst so you, you're something in there to make things happen um, and it could be just leading it could be just moving things on it could be around changing things up it could be around reminding people at the time anything like that but that requires energy and I know a lot of scrum masters from an on, the online thing where that, that's that online element to it requires more energy online yeah to run a meeting effectively I think mm. and a lot of scrum masters that I know that I'm coaching are str- have struggled with maintaining that energy online mm-hmm. through the pandemic. And I think I think you're right. People have maxed themselves out because it's easy. I think um, Sandy mentioned this to on one of our prestigious points, probably about 12 months ago now, was that everything's become a meeting to get ever to get to meet to chat with someone. Yeah, it's become to be. I've got to find a place in your diary to do it. So. It's become too easy. And I wonder how much tools are making it too easy. Maybe we should make it harder to, to, to form meetings. Well, that's the funny Just pick thing. up the phone. <laughs> Not sure where I'm going with this, but to me, as a trained economist, the laws yeah. of supply and demand don't yeah. seem to be fitting very well here. If everybody hates meetings, mm. then why are we having more of them? Mm. Um, the demand for them is not there. No. But it is, in a way. People like, like, stru- people like to be organised, don't they? Kind of addicted to them. Feel we need them. We're dependent but I wonder, on I wonder if, if you had, if instead of having Outlook, Mail, Calendar, whatever you've got, if you had a Filofax, like the good old days, mm. a personal organiser, would you have as many meetings in that, do you think? Because it wouldn't be as easy. You'd actually have to write in, <laughs> in your handwriting... Someone will have to come to you or ring you up and say, Jeff, can I make an appointment for you here? Mm. You have to write it down somewhere. I wonder if it, if it was harder to make a meeting, whether you'd say, can we just, yeah, do we need to, can, can we chat about it at another time or in a different way? But it should be a lot easier with the tools that they have, that we have now, to, you know, if you just pop a message in Slack. And if there is a quick answer, we don't need a meeting about it. No. Um, there's n- I know a lot of teams, this is probably her- heretical, but I know a lot of teams that will effectively do their daily scrum asynchronously. So between 9 o'clock and 9.15, mm. or between 9 o'clock and 9.30, people will post to the rest of the team and ask questions of each other and what have you, um, rather than all be on a call. Mm. They can just see these things coming in. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll, I'll offer a flip to that which is so in that time period I'm, I'm on Slack I'm seeing stuff come in but I'm doing something else so I'm trying to multitask yeah. so my focus isn't really there no. which is another reason why that meeting is terrible mm. because nobody's really fully there there's a lot no. of repetition there's a lot of, did you hear that oh shit I missed that Can you yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, if you're actually focused for a shorter amount of time get the value out of that meeting move on to something else mm. and the amount of time, and so the one, one tool that I'm experimenting with at the moment it automatically shuts your camera off and puts you onto mute if you 
if you tab away from that screen mm. so if another screen becomes in focus so you mm. start doing email or mm. messenger or whatever then you're it's visible on that app that you're doing okay. something else and I think that there's I thought that was a Zoom thing that got removed for privacy and security reasons. There was something that, that perhaps Zoom like had a Big Brother remove. type element to it that, that Zoom had to radically backtrack on. But in the early days, yeah, yeah there was. But I don't think it was that. Okay. It, it also reminds me of a particular company that I worked with in the past, who've believed that. It's back to the the number of people you think need to make it <coughs> make a decision. Mm-hmm. Excuse me a minute. But it's about thinking. Well, we can't. It's a bit like decision paralysis that we can't possibly just move on with, unless we have all these people in the room to say yes. And they may, might already say yes. But well, we need to have a meeting to sort about that. We need to have a meeting to agree that. Um, and it, it just, I think just examining the whole decision making process first before you set a meeting is agreeing am I assuming here I need more people to decide what I want to do how much can I do here without actually needing to get any permission or any um, Mm -hmm. authority or any agreement and it may be less than you think so my advice your advice my advice is to go through your calendar Purge. Purge. Purge, purge, purge. Just delete as many as you think you can, maybe a little bit more than you think you can, and see if you get re-invited. Let's see what I can purge um, Work out which ones you're going to because actually you're insecure or you're looking for something that you could get elsewhere mm. or there's an opportunity for someone else to do something <laughs> rather than you taking control. The ones that are necessary, tighten up in terms yeah. of the purpose what's the point of the meeting not just for you but for other people what are you expecting from everybody that's coming what value can they get from being there mm. um, and be really clear about what your objective is for, for being there as well and then work out find someone who's good at facilitating cut down the length of them and make them more effective good advice it makes me think of a meeting I had last week, and you'll know what this is, I won't know who was involved, but we had I had a meeting arranged, and that person didn't show up. Mm. So, I'm flipping this around now, I'm the person on the other side, yeah. you've deleted my meeting, mm. and you haven't told me, and I'm on a call, waiting for you to turn up, Jeff hasn't turned up, how dare you, how dare you Jeff? Oh, I think that's fair, and... Um I didn't and my instinct was rude, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, rude. yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't actually intend for people to just not show up necessarily. But I can see why you would think that because yeah. I said you would see if you get invited again. Yeah. But no, I would just from a courtesy point of view, Tell explain people. to the person who's organising it. This is nothing about you. Yeah. But I am trying to manage. I'm your time trying better. to manage my time yeah. better. I think there is less reason for me to be here. Is there anything that you need from me that would? Is there an alternative? Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice um, <coughs> option. And there is probably elements of that that could have been done via an email or via a different forum. Now I'm thinking about it. I also get stressed with the amount of reminders that you get. So when you know when that first, yeah. and, the, and the first thing in the morning you switch on your machine and you've got like all these reminders that come up. And some of them are for meetings, some of them aren't. And it just adds stress, doesn't it? 
Well, apparently, according to the Harvard Business well, Review. Yeah. I think they're onto something there. A lot of stress. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it might just be a case of getting used to things. I think meetings is a loaded term. We had meetings. We're scarred by meeting, beating the BT meetings. But the see pain. When when someone says the word meeting, my general response is positive. Is it? Yeah. I, I think I, that's I, the introvert. I think I've had more I don't like good meetings than I have had bad meetings. Yeah. I'm not sure what other people who've attended the same meetings as me would say. Yeah. Maybe they're good for me and bad for everybody. Something else. Something you need to have a meeting with your accountant. That generally for me means bad news. Yeah. Or a meeting with your doctor. So your dentist, isn't it? Yeah, or dentists. Um, generally, meeting with Dennis. On uh, the comfy chairs. On the comfy chairs. You'd always location, of course, makes a huge, um, makes a huge difference to the added stress levels of of, what, of attending that meeting. But yeah, not everything has to be a meeting. Oh, there was. Oh, I can't even re- half remember the quote. But it's something, I'm pretty sure it's from a political drama series. Right. You know, like The West Wing, yeah. House of Cards or something like yeah. that. And it was something along the lines of, the me- nothing gets decided in the meeting. No. It's all done outside of the meeting. Of course it is, yeah. It's all, the meeting is just there to rubber stamp things. and It's all captured in the notes and the minutes. Mm. And if... It, we get good at that. We get good at having those good conversations. Then we can probably get past the, the formalities mm. a lot of the time. Mm. Anyway, interesting. I enjoyed my pint, mate. Yeah, yeah cheers. This now. It's lovely. Cheers, everybody. Yeah. Cheers. Good one, mate.